forever. Dog. Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to Race Chaser. Race Chaser. A podcast dedicated to the discussion, dissection, and dissemination of every single episode of RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race. Race. Starting from the very beginning. This is the beginning. My name's Alaska. What's yours? Hello, I'm Willem the Wiggled. God bless the gays. <laughs> From here, I we should are here. have been born one myself. Can you go down on that? I can go down on that. God bless the children. Okay. Um. So last week, all of our tell me what sisters, happened last week. Tell me something ha- happened last. They week. had to create a high-end <laughs> product and infomercial for a new lifestyle brand, Droop. And the green screen uh. commercials were directed by acclaimed comedy and drag queen expert Bob Harper. <laughs> Not acclaimed uh, comedy. Well, okay. you know, she's got accreditations, I'm sure, from somewhere. Um, <laughs> she didn't exactly understand Jackie's AV 101 cinematography tricks, but, I mean, he caught up by the end. I just don't uh, get it. I, 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 what are you doing? I just didn't go. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the <laughs> next, the next day, the girls did their best Dragula runway, and uh, Heidi won, and uh, Jan hit the house, and Widow lived to see another lip sync for her life. Yes. Oh, and Shaka Khan lear- learned what a Merkin was too. She it was just learning things left and right. What's a Merkin? <laughs> Somebody tell me. Um, it's so, a pubic. <laughs> we have a beautiful. <laughs> We have a beautiful lipstick message from Jan that says, I'm so happy I got to share this experience with y'all. Stay humble, grateful, and remember, you're at Rebel Service! I love you! <laughs> Jan! I like that they show Jan being so super duper excited, like a super cut of it, like her walk-ins and just skipping and jumping and like being joyful, like she just got bred by 18 guys on Pride. Yeah, like this was the nicest edit Jan got the whole season was the day she left. I mean, it was it was literally like, oh, how charming. And she's extra and she's enthusiastic, like terminally delightful. And we love this about her. That's it was the nicest uh, Jan supercut I've seen in a while. Deep salute. Stay humble. Stay grateful. (laughs) Stay home. (laughs) A theory that is uh, uh, on the Internet. That there's going to be no more gigs ever except for... um, (laughs) <laughs> oh my god all that the theory is that on jan's what you pack in her and michelle only talked about fashions that she already wore that we had seen and normally on what yeah. you pack in you bring clothes we didn't get to see so a lot of people think jan is going to reappear she's gonna re- conjecture. on this season that's what the bubblings and the whisperings are about. I mean, I I personally only like to lose once per season. <laughs> and I, I don't think she's winning this season at this point now. I think we, we, we know it's down to a couple few. So I say, girl, just wait till All-Stars and then we'll see you then. Or who knows? Stephanie's child could go back on AGT and kick some ass. Right. I mean, you never know. The world of RuPaul's Drag Race is a land of mystery and surprise. Uh, and I have a feeling we haven't seen the last. <laughs> you haven't seen the last of Jay. Oh, no. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> Jada said that if a robot, a Barbie, and a cheerleader all had an orgy, they would basically be Jan. And I don't think she's wrong. In no, the least. That is correct. And she should put that on her job resume. I, I see that in a second. I can't wait to see her on the road, mostly because I told Vincent that if Stephanie's child needs a backup girl, I could step in. I've done some girl group things. You'd be the input hoe for Steph's I, child? I would not mind being an input hoe at all for the This gays. is between all of you. <laughs> this is none of my affair. <laughs> I don't want to be around this. Huh. I'm just breaking into this business. This is between all of you. <laughs> None of my affair. <laughs> uh, well, it's between me two. Jan got on Drag Race, but I auditioned five times and she did it. How much has Laguna Blue have to put out to get in? <laughs> Rose too. Um, Listen to me, you missed six person off the show on season 12. <laughs> we could do this all day. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we should just have another podcast where we scategorically, uh, musically uh, improv each other. Yes. That could work for like they, 10 minutes. They need to get on a Zoom call and recreate that scene. Steph's child. They need to do it right now. And then Widow can come on there too. <laughs> Widow can be Michelle, the, the new girl. <laughs> so uh, Heidi Heidi um, is a thousandaire now and she won $5,000. Which is yeah. crazy because she made $9,000 the year before on her tax return, she said. So she's already doubled her net worth. It's going to be a big year for her. It's going to be a red letter year. RuPaul's uh, Drag No, a black. She's in the black, oh, black. not the red. Right. Okay, yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can have a black letter year, though. Most calendars are already printed in black, so. Girl. Um, girl, we, what did like that girl just say? We'd like to take a minute to talk to you about black letter. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Black letter is the only custom calligraphy. <laughs> oh. Calligraphy. Um, Gigi has never been had negative critiques before, and she's very... She's very shaken by this I development. Mean, I, I understand where she's coming from. I only had one note my whole season. Uh, well, one and a half. Yeah, but, you uh, were one note. <laughs> I'm, just, oh! I'm just kidding. Oh! I'm just kidding. Had to go the back setup, twice to win. Sorry. The setup was too good. You get it. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, uh, well, uh, the next the next uh, day. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Anyway, Heidi Nina Closet is now Heidi Hydrates. She's officially changed her name for this episode. She submitted all the necessary paperwork and a stool sample. Um, Honey, she has more pseudonyms than Sherry Pie. (laughs) 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 The secret of Uh, Sherry Pie's got the secret of pseudonym. Secret celebrity drag race. Okay. Um, you know, wait, wait, wait. I found out what the secret was that some of those people were celebrities because I didn't know who the fuck they were. <laughs> All right. We'll get to it. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll get to it. Girl, this is the most screen time Sherry has had this season. Just a little bit of shit talking. She's like, well, you've been flatlining, mother. Talking like. Th- th- right. Do you think that this is. Do you think that in the room they were joking around? Because it's very just. Well, Widow ain't joking, that's for sure, by the looks of her face. But they probably said, girls, why don't you talk about blah, blah, blah? Who was in the top and who was in the bottom? And Sherry yeah. came out the side of her mouth with that. She came out the complete side of her head. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? RuPaul comes in the workroom. Look at <coughs> that door squeak. Oh, my god! Oh, I need some WD-40 on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so RuPaul announces that the, the mini challenge 
says, America's next drag superstar needs to make sure her pussy is on fire 24-7. So for the mini challenge, you'll be auditioning for the title of Kitty Girl 2020, sponsored by prettylitter.com, the health monitoring cat litter. Wow. And how wonderful it seems that they work with Violet Tchotchke as well. Is that true or is that a read? No, she posted a a sponsored pic of her and her hairless cat. She's like pouring kitty litter up in full geesh. It's on her Instagram. (laughs) That's elegant. I mean, only Violet Chachki can literally make cat litter seem sexy. Yeah. Like, really? She's she's that woman. Um, so the divas get 20 minutes and they get into quick cat drag and then they have to just walk around with an oversized litter box and talk to RuPaul and just sort of riff and make up scenes and um, and some of the cat costumes are really great. Do you think they were? I think the girls thought it was a runway, probably. Ah, uh, but, but some, you know, they tell you to bring whatever. This could have been something. Who knows? They did a cat runway on All Stars. Uh, did they? Yes, because uh, Trinity the Tuck and um. Oh yeah, she had that tail, right? Yeah, that was like a cat themed runway, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, but some of their fucking looks are not messing around. Some of them are boo-boo, though. Some of them look like mini-challenge looks that they threw together. Right. Like, some girls are mini-challenge down. Yeah. Some girls are, like, custom couture, running the runway, like, Violet. I mean, Gigi is, totally, Gigi is totally a fashion cat. Um, she is. Jade is, like, a pole dancer on a scratching post. They all mm-hmm. have cat elements combined with either goofball or slut. And it kind of works like that. Yeah. Um, Jackie is giving us full Eartha Kit moment. Which is wonderful. Just concept comes in, delivers. Yeah. And you Chris- can, like, she gets a very long scene and it's all good stuff. So, like, I was like, she's winning this challenge. Hands. Jackie, can you do, uh, Pause can you do that one more time without RuPaul laughing? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's, can't do it. Can't be done. All that. Yeah. Crystal is mad cat, but uh, Jackie definitely wins. I thought and Gigi did well, though, as an honorable mention, because she sort of embodied how cats are. And if you spent, aloof, yeah. just like couldn't give a fuck about mm. human beings. It seems like Gigi does really well when she um, intones that like she's, you know, uh, distant and cold. The robot, <laughs> the this. Yeah. And, you know, blase works for some girls, especially when you're pretty. Know your brand and deliver at all times. That's what we always say. <laughs> G- yeah, I totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna start talking about this. Um, all these guys that died at this brothel in Chicago, but the, and I don't know how it related, but it had something to do with Gigi in my head. Uh-huh. Oh, because never mind. Yeah, she looked like the Quaker Oats guy on the oatmeal thing, and then I was thinking about Nabisco, which one of the heirs died at a whorehouse in Chicago, and Nabisco was actually the National Biscuit Company, but they shortened it to Nabisco, and that was fascinating to me. I just love an acronym. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Two different know, guys died. I, well, I don't, I mean, I don't love that. When? But. In 1905 at this brothel oh. in Chicago, they were competing brothels, the Everly, and then one was called Miss Vicks or something, Madam Vicks. And then this guy died there, and then they tried to take him back to the other brothel where he just got kicked out for shooting up. But the one brothel uh, let you shoot up, but the other one didn't. But when he died, they were like, well, we'll take him back to the other one. And then uh, they didn't report it for like eight hours. It was a problem, but that was 1905. We're past it. Wow. But Jackie Cox won $2,500 from Fierce Drag Jewel. Girl, you know, that is a 
cute gift card. That's the necklace. That's the brooch. That's the earrings. That Get might a whole be a, set. a ring. Get a couple Ooh. whole sets, Diva. They what do... about a, a belly chain? Oh, please. Body jewels. Uh-huh. Body jewelry. Sure. I, I, uh, I love fierce drag jewels. And, they um, are fierce. Why don't we go play in our jewelry while we take a break? Ooh, will you give me a buckle? Yes. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals, so you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, Mm. try meals that feature premium premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag 50. and use code drag50 drag 50. to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Drag, drag 50. 50 at com slash drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Your AB crystals are blinding me. They are. They are. Um, so... They are crystal. They are not. They are not plastic. They are not glass. They are actual crystal. Crystal. They are crystal. I'll show you the crystal method. Um, the for the maxi challenge this week. It's this is a, the third one uh, that they've done. Uh, what? Miss Miss Third Presidential Debate. Oh yes. 
The America's really- first drag queen president. Yes. The queens will be speaking at Choices 2020, the most fabulous presidential debate in history. Each queen presents their platform and answers questions from the press. No drag issue is off the table. Uh, so, so wait, they did this obviously in season four. Where they else did, did they do it? Season eight, I think on uh, the Bob Kimchi Naomi season, I feel like. Or maybe it was Monet. Was it a presidential debate? Yeah, they do it every election year. They do a presidential thing. It was 2016, so whatever year that was. I wish some... Oh, they did infomercials. It, uh, yes, they did infomercials for their platform. Oh, like political ads. It was... Political Thor- ads. Yeah, remember Thorgy, Thorgy was in it, I think? Thorgy yes. killed it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, deep cut, good ma'am. Well, I'm I'm a viewer and a fan. Girl, you I'm sh- not just I'm not just a loser from the show. If you did also a podcast a with all of your knowledge, I would listen because I just <laughs> wish I knew those types of facts. Uh, RuPaul comes in the workroom with her political advisoress, Raven. Mm-hmm. Someone Looking stunning. Someone uh, tweeted a picture of the two of them and said, "This is Snoop Dogg and Katy Perry on the set of California Girls." <laughs> Basically, Raven's giving us that moment for sure. For sure, that blunt cut bang. So Every blunt. girl should have a wig like that in her closet. So blunt. Everyone mm-hmm. needs that that bang that you can just throw on. No so lace, first, no fuss. No lace, no fuss. The first stop on the RuPaul train is to Heidi. And mm-hmm. it's basically a job fair for Heidi. Ru and Raven are just spitballing all these great ideas off of her. And Heidi's writing them down. Um, they don't show Heidi repeating them all for the challenge, but she would be an idiot not to because there's some gold from Raven, like, uh, fuck the GOP, get into the GAP. Yeah. Like, so funny. These girls are, she's, she's being delivered the challenge on a platter. Well, but I think that speaks to Heidi's personality in that she just is sort of like an open conduit that makes RuPaul want to go down this, you know, path with her. So, well, can she do it or can't she though? Um, we'll see in this challenge. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rue and Raven go over to Gigi and tell her to make it stupid and to do what she knows, which is fashion. Yeah. Um, know who you are and deliver at all times. Yeah. There's, there's no, I understand your concern, but do not share them. But Gigi yeah. just keeps nodding and getting back to work, doing her thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rue and Raven tell Widow that this you're taking it really seriously and stop wearing biscuit kickers. Well, Raven says stop wearing biscuit kickers. I don't know if Rue does. But I'm, I'm wondering, like, you know, Widow killed it in that lip sync in that dance. Was she wearing biscuit kickers then? Yeah, she always wears a sensible heel height. And I am not mad at her for that. Wonderful. Um, I stand by. I stand by it for skeletal health. I well, like I the can... aesthetic of it. I like the functionality of it. You can dance. You can move. You're not in pain. I don't think drag should equate pain. I could stand Thank by it, too, but I'd probably need a step stool because I'm so short. If I'm wearing shoes like that, like I like being taller than people. I like yeah. them to see my ponytail eight feet in the air. You are so petite. You're the. They named Gaga's documentary Five Foot Two. Um, they named it after you. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> Jada, Jada would also not debate. She she would argue that that is yeah. a true is a true fact because I am very slender and petite. So tiny. Right now I'm a so p- petito, which is like a petite potato. Um, look at that. What are we looking at? What are we looking at? Is that a girl from the 1905 brothel? Oh, oh, that's you looking stunning and petite. Oh, suck less face and body, the new campaign. Ooh, yes. Get into Ooh. it, mommy. I almost got peeking. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm peeking. You piqued my interest. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait J- to check out your new line. Jada's peeking RuPaul and Raven's interest. She basically is just like kicking with them. And she says, I do not debate. She argues. Yeah. And I, I think that anybody outspoken is going to be good at one of these challenges. Yeah. And Jada, she, Jada certainly is. Yeah. She knows her strengths and she knows that she's like good at, you know, getting into an argument. So she does that. <laughs> um, Jackie is Canadian. Uh, and in the States... She's in in the United States on a green card, so she can't vote, even though mm. she is politically minded. And RuPaul loves calling her Jay Cox. It's the season of the names this year. Yeah. Um, Raven uh, gets to meet the mullet, which is known as uh, Crystal Method. And she asks Crystal, what is the Crystal Method? And it's just like, it's not even like a let me try to pick something up. It's just crickets. Or maybe that's what they cut to. But it seems like uh, some of the girls haven't asked themselves the obvious question for this challenge, which is who am I? What am I? Like the who, what, where, why of the campaign. Like those are all the answers you always need for any mini challenge. What is your crystal method? Do you prefer a light bulb, tinfoil, uh, glass Oh no, I, no, I slam it. Slam it. Oh, Okay. Yeah, slam it. This is a very inappropriate conversation. You ever been a slammer? We do not condone the use of ice. Uh, I like to whip, then slam. (laughs) (laughs) That literally matched up with you blowing your ponytail up. (laughs) He pressed the sound effect and you blew your ponytail and it went whoosh. Well, how wonderful that I'm in such high horfalutin drag for everyone to see. That was cinematic. On the, Patri- on the Patreon.com slash Willem slash drag slash Helix Mattress. I would pay top dollar for that one. Numbers. Well, uh, the next day we have some mirror chats. And, um, you know, when politics are involved, it, the, the emotions can come out. Crystal reveals that her parents voted for Trump. And they still stand by their vote. And it becomes a very, I mean, it's a huge point of tension in her family and a lot of people's families. Yeah, um, my family is lucky enough to have uh, blue people in it mostly. But um, Mm -hmm. I found out my brother-in-law voted for Trump. Mm. And I was like, really? And I just just asked him and he said, yeah. And I was like, okay. That's all I needed to know, you know, because that just tells me what somebody really thinks. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Me. But um yeah, it's it's such an interesting topic to discuss. Never. Um Yeah. <laughs> you support hatred. How wonderful. Uh yeah, I love I un- that for you. Um how are the markets? Um uh, anyway, uh <laughs> I totally understand though like not wanting to give up your family just because they don't agree with you or align with you politically. Like there's still like a lot of love there and stuff. Like a lot of my aunts in Philly including like my drag idol, she voted for Trump. And like, I'm just, I don't, I just avoid it. Cause I'm like, let's just keep it light, keep it shallow, keep it fun. Because if I delve in with these people, it's going to be like banging my head against the wall. 
Yeah. That's so upsetting. Which I usually like to get banged against the wall by heads. <sighs> or tails. Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, Jackie also tells her story about how the travel ban has directly affected her family. And her aunt isn't able to come to the United States to take care of her sister. And this is like a a, a, a real way that these things are affecting people. It's just one of countless examples. Um, and it's really sad. Um, I like... I like how they're they're bringing it up though at at this whole like round table thing because it's like all about everybody's family mm-hmm. and um like the shit that they've gone through. They're trying to fuck yeah. up everybody's makeup this time. Widow yeah. Widow's Widow's talking about the racism and homophobia in Missouri and like how she's like just scared for her life on the regular in her in her hometown. Yeah, girl. That's real. And this is something I love about RuPaul's drag race is that it can it can go from uh, uproariously funny and stupid to just like you're crying your eyes out and you're talking about really real shit. So it can it can do these 180 turns and get all of this stuff into an episode. And I think um, it's a testament to why it's like important and it's an important phenomenon that's on television right now. Yeah. Hey, get out of that litter box and let's discuss how your IBS and terrorism has changed your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's a real thing. It's it, that it, show. It's I like, agree. It's like the There's, Golden Girls. Like they can be like making fucking dick jokes and then all of a sudden you're like crying because they're talking about like homelessness or or like or just or abortion or like any of these things. Is this Dragula or Drag uh, Race? No, I'm kidding. The guy- <laughs> They do their makeup with abortions over there. Homelessness <laughs> and abortions. That's that's the next drag runway <laughs> theme. <laughs> Israel's down in the basement giving abortions. Oh, uh, oh my, God. my absolute heavens. Uh, well, uh, speaking of heaven, I have seen an angel and her name is RuPaul this week. She's yeah. in teal and gold and the this Greek goddess look and the, uh, the headband and the hair. It's everything. Yeah. <laughs> Mother is I, looking resplendisha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I do. Th- was this the bicolor gown? One half was goldish. One half was greenish. Mm-hmm. I thought that the the bust line could have been a little lower, just a nitpick because uh, RuPaul doesn't like me. Um, <laughs> just a little lower in the cleavage. It looked like it was tacked closed to hold her mic or something. Or you know maybe mm. she's just modest now um, in her sixties. But I think that uh, it could have gone with a little more decolletage from Mother. She, you know. She's alive. She's vibrant. A little more she's, of the Taj. She's red hot. Yeah, totally red hot. Um, Michelle is, do you think she was not there and had to miss an episode? And so they pre-recorded these bits. Um, I, I think she's on a work release program from RuPaul. RuPaul's lending her to other drag queens around the world. So work. she was in, she was in Europe for a little bit um, working for Mary Mac, I think. What? Yeah, yeah, Rue's lending her out now. <laughs> well, she's reporting from downtown Tuckahoe with a Brock ally by her side. Via oh, satellite. yeah. Oh, my God. Dahlia Sin's in there. And honestly, there's a video that went around the group text this morning of the movie Downfall, which has 
the character of Hitler in his bunker screaming about right. losing the war and anything, but they've replaced it with him being a Dahlia, stan, Dahlia Sin stan and just screaming about broccoli and how she deserves better and how she deserves the crown. And it's really, really funny. It's very funny. I uh, was cracking up watching that. Courtney X sent it to us and don't doubt that doll. Uh-uh, she'll bring it to you every time. Hello, yeah. Courtney. Um. Did anyone do, do, was anyone else thrown by the format of this episode? Because they do RuPaul's runway like really early in the episode. Did you notice? Well, yeah, because then they had to do the challenge after that, basically. Right. Which usually they do the challenge and then we go to runway day. But this was sort of like, this was just a little bit shuffled around. I was like, whoa, this is a fast episode, bro. Um, (laughs) And then celebrity came on, and I I didn't say that. Um, but <laughs> slow your ro- your roll, Paul. <laughs> uh, ju- the judges are Carson Cressley, Rachel Bloom, and Jeff Goldblum. I bloom just they, for you. Did they do that on purpose? You think double blooms? Why not? I think it's funny and cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think that they did this on the same day. What about you? Well, they were getting ready in mirror chats, but they they came in the next day. So I think they did the debate and the runway on the same day. So And where where could they ever get footage of the girls coming in the workroom to fool us with the time of events? They're wearing the clothes that they're wearing. Like I think oh. that I think they did the cat thing. And then maybe they had a writing session and then they were like, okay, you're gonna come in tomorrow. You're gonna do the debate and then the runway. runway. That's what I. That's what I think happened. Yeah, ours. Ours were always usually like you're gonna. If it wasn't like a performance thing, it was usually like next day too. Yeah, you're gonna write. You're gonna work on your costume. You're gonna do this, blah blah blah, and then perform the next day. But if it was something like that involved, just like a camera and a playback, like with um, uh, the infomercials or something that was done day of. And then the next day was just like mirror chat and runway. Yeah. That's usually how it's done, but I guess it's different each time. And, and I wonder how the, how the judges and everyone saw the debate happen because there wouldn't be time to like show an edit. They must've just been there to witness the whole thing. I mean, I mean, they, they definitely could get an edit done overnight. They edited our infomercials overnight my season it's you know they got no but it wasn't it wasn't overnight i think they did the debate and then flipped their makeup and then did the runway oh damn maybe rue was watching a stream while raven was painting her you know in the other room or whatever and then they did the runway yeah because rue wasn't there at the debate that's but it's like but she did know everything about it or at least not about it like she did yeah well let's take a break and then we'll get into the divas okay the girls want to break too. We should give them one. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so what is uh what are the what are the divas stumps all about? Uh the girls do. Do <laughs> Updo. Well, we need someone to do it up to. There's not that's from a political challenge. Put the capital in an updo. Do. Paint the White House pink. Um Sherry's motto is for speed America. 
All right, but will you do your Catherine Hepburn for us? I will. Listen, okay. I, you, you know, it's not. I, you. If the, uh huh. If the guest judge who hasn't seen you do Catherine Hepburn before asks you to give give us a little Catherine Hepburn. Mm-hmm. You give her a little Catherine Hepburn. You, you, give, you bring out give the Katie. Her a little bit of Catherine Hepburn. You give her a taste because that you would be remiss not to. I mean, if if Pamela Anderson wants to know where my shoes are from, I'm going to tell her. Exactly. Even if I've already told everyone else in the room, someone's going off script. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Crystal is all about business in the front, party in the back. Uh, Heidi embracing the Malay. Heidi is about bridging the gap. <laughs> Don't bridge it. I want to keep that gap. Yeah, swim it. If she comes back for all stars with fucking, fucking a set of fucking giant straight no gap teeth, I'm gonna be deeply upset. The I think I don't think that she'd be able to do her little S thing that's so funny and cute if she filled that in. Soft and supple. Widow is shablamming for America. Uh, Jackie is Canadian, but if you need more Cox in your life, she's the girl to talk to. That's funny. Um, Gigi is a fashion <laughs> icon and a human girl, not a robot. Is she a robot? Uh, and Jada is confused for the bitches. <laughs> Jada has the best line in the debate. She'd like to retattle mm-hmm. the retittle of the rebuttal. Yes. And just her off the cuffs, the look over there, like yes. that. It made me want to look, and I was watching at home on a couch. And then the second time yeah. the bitch pulled it, it happened again. I said, "God damn it, this girl got me twice." Yeah, she got you, gal. She is so funny. They got me now. Um. So uh, let's see. Did you I think f- Jackie's Canadian joke was uh, was a little like uh, repetitive? Was was it worth the funny for all the repetitiveness? It was a little bit. I mean, it was repetitive, but I thought each joke was funny. I I was never like, oh, that's a groaner. That doesn't make sense. I thought that she was prepared. Uh, she had an answer for everything that was Canadian themed, and that was her theme. So I, I, uh, I felt like it was a little bit of the like Trixie Mattel as RuPaul thing, where it's like, where. If you're overprepared, then you're not responding in the moment. Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah, there, uh, there was a lot of scripting going on for sure. Which is great. Like, she was very prepared and her jokes were really funny. But where Jada, I think, excelled was like, she was just sort of like improv, like, like invested in this moment, responding to what is throwing at her, not thinking about what the next joke is. She does get red for her beard, too. Widow says, if you can't win the war on your beard, how do you expect to win the war at home? And I was, I I saw Jackie's beard once a little bit, but all you got to do is see it once, and it is a joke the rest of your life. Let me tell you that. Do, do you feel triggered? I don't feel triggered at all because do, I know I know how I look. Do you feel jealous that there's another beard girl in town? Jealousy is just a mixture of love and hate at the same time. The um, beard girl is here. I'm the beard girl. The beard girl's here. If you got... Uh, I, 
<clears throat> I have a shirt that says Fear the Beard on Drag Queen merch. If everybody wants to check that out. We, we know who the first beard girl was. And someone will probably write in and tell us because it's probably not me. And I just made that up and was probably wrong. I'm sure well, there was another girl whose beard was out before me on Drag Jade, Race. Jade on season one was the dick girl. So, I mean, <laughs> we all have heard of this. She walked so we could run. You know what I'm saying? Well, she walked because she would have tripped on that big dick. <laughs> she tried to run. It would have been jump rope, bitch. That dick is huge. I need to call her back, by the way. She called me and I forgot. God damn it. Hi, Jade. Hopscotch. Hopschlong. Uh, I felt like... I felt like Gigi was sort of in the middle. I I felt like um, she was uh, she could have gone with the robot thing. I wouldn't have been mad at that. I because like why not? Yes, she played a robot before, but I think like she could have if she committed fully to like I'm a robot masquerading as a human being, a politician. That's funny to me. That's like Men in Black kind of like. I mean, her robot thing was so funny in Snatch Game that if she just did the exact same thing and made it like a returning character throughout the whole season, that would have been amazing. But this felt like a half-assed version of that kind of, or not half-assed, a modulated version for this this challenge. And I just wish she would have went all the way Torn off her wig or had it fall off and be bald under it or like a computer chip or Cir- something. Yeah, circuitry underneath. Very yeah. like Futurama. I, I think that these political challenges are best done when, you know, you throw it all out the window, like how Chad or Jada does. I That's my preference because I always like to laugh. But um, I listened to another recap show, Bob's recap show, with mm-hmm. I think like Detox and Katya. I forget who was on it. But he was saying that his favorite was Widow, and he thought that she was going to win, especially after she came out on the runway, which we're about to get to. Um, And I just, I didn't find Widow funny enough. Like, the thing about the beard was hilarious, but, like, it wasn't a funny performance. You know what I mean? Other girls made me laugh a lot more, even if she did say funny stuff. And I do stand Widow. We love her. Yeah. But it's getting down to nitpicks. I I thought them critiquing her look in the debate was like why i thought i thought her look was one of the strongest ones it was very hillary clinton it was very like it her look was correct and um and a lot of her delivery was really great i uh i yeah but you know someone has to be in the bottom it, a lot of girls yeah close Hers was really great, but a lot of girls were amazing, too. So I think that's just why the cookie crumbled how it did. But this runway, this Stars and Stripes Forever, Ooh, bitch, yes. it's about to turn it. Uh, what would you have done for Stars and Stripes? <laughs> um, well, I, uh, fuck, I don't know. I haven't given any thought. I. I mean, I kind of did it with the with. The oh st- yeah, you did with the pants and the little and Dolly Parton wig and the wife beater. Yeah, the yeah. The, uh, the tank top I borrowed from Roxanne. You did 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 do that. The tank um, top of ever giving immunity. Well, let's watch the runway and give our give our reactions. Let's first up, Crystal Method, and she comes pumping down, looking like a thrift store mannequin, all chic and coutured but all like secondhand and it looks really great. I liked this. I liked it a lot. And Me too. I and I think it is all separates and it, it it's all you can sort of see where the stuff came from, mm-hmm. but I'm not mad at that because I I especially on like 
an original season of Drag Race, I don't think it should be mandatory that everything is custom couture. Everything is... I'm, I love that there's a space for that, but there's also a space for, like, inventiveness and, like, can I throw some fucking shit on shit and make a cohesive look? Yeah. I think I, there's I, a space for that. Crystal's been doing that all season, and yeah. uh, so is Jada. Uh, but next we have Heidi... In this little sequin showgirl looking look, I love this one. This is the best she's looked, I think. Yeah, she looks lovely. And something about this hair style reference gives me Americana for some reason. Like Majorette, like mm-hmm. Suffragette. I don't know. So I I like it. And um very girl on the side of the plane. Very that. And very she, boogie woogie bugle boy. Mm, she looks yeah. her age too, which I like. She looks young. She looks fresh. Yes. Very lovely. Um, Widow is giving us Black Panther. She's giving us Afro hair, black and white stripes and stars, which I think is a strong interpretation. She had a point of view and she said, I, I know everyone's going to do red, white and blue and I'm going to do fucking black, black America, black pride. And I, I lo- love it. I love this because the stars are constructed so well that they're stars from the back and the front. And <sighs> the, the eyebrow has glitter. The lip has glitter. The fro has glitter. I think this is probably one of her strongest runways so far that we've seen. And those stars just come off too. Like they're removable. Oh it's, yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 She just ditched them Velcro or something. It's really fierce. Really fun to, to, and a great interpretation. Sherry Sh- comes out looking like Kesha and Misty Violet. It's this denim Americana <laughs> thing with big hair. And I could definitely see myself in it for sure. It's a little headwig yeah. too. It's very headwig. Yeah, that that was my first interpretation. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting way to go. Uh, I could see you wearing that too. You are that denim diva, denim I doll. See, I could see me taking it off also. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, Jackie is giving us kaftan and hijab. Mm-hmm. Um, fifty stars. Yeah. I, I, I like uh, that she went for it. Um, I wish I wish there was a couple tricks in it, like a, a slit or something, but that probably wouldn't have been, you know, okay with disrespecting a religious outfit. Wait, I, I have a question about this outfit. Am I allowed to ask? Like, the hijab is like a sim. Someone wrote into Twitter to yell at, yell their Jeff opinion, <laughs> yell their opinion in a form of a question at us to to talk about. How the hijab is a sign of female oppression and it shouldn't have, if, I don't, all that kind of stuff. But I was just like, she's trying to bring something different to the runway. Just let her, you know, if she wants to wear something that's plain, let her, you know? Yeah. Plain, it's got a message and she's she's doing what she wants to do. But like, maybe we could talk about it a little more when we get into the critiques because that whole Jeff Goldblum thing is like kind of a hot button thing and I would like to talk more about sure, it. Sure, let's do it. Um, but G- the next on the runway, we have Gigi Lavangi Good. And she is. Good she is. <laughs> she does this Yankle, Yankee Doodle Dandy, Quaker Oat, Tri-Corner Hat, and Feather thing. I'm not mad at it. And a little French pussy slit, that high-cut French cut. Yeah. I mean, everything is tailored down to perfection. She looks fierce. She looks great. It's an unusual interpretation it's original, it's fierce, it's very her. 
And we're going to post a side-by-side on Race Chaser Pod of me in my marching band outfit and Gigi Good so we know where she got it. The little thief. <laughs> yeah, she definitely. I'm a fighting Minuteman, bitch. She definitely referenced. She she referenced heavily. I'm pretty sure. Uh, she, I should be in the syllabus. That's how heavily she referenced. Uh, syllabus. Is that like the bang bus? Okay. Um, <laughs> Jada is last on the runway, but, uh, I mean, she's first in our hearts. Uh, this, I... Wonder Woman, Warrior, fucking superhero. Hoochie Coochie Americana Picnic Slut uh, performer. I love this outfit. This could go for Pride. This could go for Fourth of July. This could go for Memorial Day, Labor Day, Flag Day. This outfit is a salute. It's drag excellence. And... It achieves multiple things because, first of all, it fits the prompt perfectly. It's sexy and fashion, but it's also humor and camp. And she's just sort of, and also the hair details, like the three little pieces of red, white, and blue curl right in the front. Yeah. It's all, it's very camp. It's hilarious. It has a point of view, but it's also like sexy. Like she's giving like body and fierceness at the same time. I, she ticks every box with me with this fucking runway. And I think the runway is really what put her over the top mm-hmm. for the win. I mean, if you had to check for ticks in her hair, that would take <laughs> weeks. That is a lot of hair. But, I mean, I wouldn't keep Going the ticks in the in fire a... island in the meat rack. Girl, don't keep the ticks in a box. Put them in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> These judges uh, are are reviewing the girls and they finally call Sherry out for doing her uh, old lady thing a little bit too much. And Rue just basically says, it's just getting a little tired. Don't, don't pretend to be a, a woman on, in, uh, on the main stage and challenges. Don't and do emails. it. Emails. Just don't <laughs> do it, Sherry. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Okay. <laughs> um, Crystal, she gets praise for her debate challenge. But Carson says that the outfit is a little too much, which I'm sorry. I think the outfit is perfect. Too much? Too much for two queens. The outfit was styling perfection. I don't don't agree with his critique. Uh, Yeah. I think it's very her, and I think that, but it's a different side of her. She's not giving us the same thing every week. I loved it. I disagree with Carson. I'm sorry. Me too. I'm not sorry that I disagree with him. She is your a, queer eye was clouded this week, Carson. I'm sorry. Sh- she better get that queer eye checked for cataracts. <laughs> there it is. May- maybe she could bring in her Emmy and put it next to Ruse. Um, uh, the the Ooh. thing that I like is the hodgepodgeness of her whole outfit, but it's still yeah. like pretty face. Uh, she gets praised for her debate performance as well, which I thought it was. I I thought it was like on. It was like on the mark. It wasn't yeah. necessarily groundbreaking or hilarious, but it was drag and she did that. Yeah, she kept it light fun and I think they recognized that. Yeah. Heidi, they love her look on the runway and they loved her debate performance. Myself, I felt like we didn't really see Heidi in the debate debate very much. I felt like she was giving a lot of like t- pulling faces and stuff, which is cool, but Content-wise, it was very Heidi Light. It was definitely Heidi Light. Um, Widow uh, seems to 
seems to be putting herself through it because she's just working very hard and uh, the results aren't in her favor. And the judges are telling her that they think she's sabotaging herself with overthinking and not being fun. But the last thing someone does when you tell them, just have fun with it, is usually have fun because they're worried. And um, Widow's also, been in the bottom, bottom how many times? Two times now at this point? Three? I think three. This is her third. So I think by this point, Widow is seeing the writing on the wall. I mean, and, and it's also something that you can't talk about because yeah. it's addressing production. So you can't say, listen... I know that this is my week to go home. Honestly, wait, you can. Thorgy did, and they aired it. But it just, they make you look insane. It, it, because it, yeah. it's not that they make you look insane, but addressing the format of the show doesn't fit the story of the show. So it makes you seem like you're paranoid or you're just having like delusions or you're being really hard on yourself. But I think she was seeing the writing on the wall, and she's like, okay, well, these critiques aren't going well. I know how this is going to go, and mm -hmm. I'm upset about it. And so yeah. people telling you to lighten up and stop being hard on yourself when you know how it's going is, you know, it's it's a hard place to be on, especially when you have eight cameras on. Yeah, it's like stepping in pink elephant shit, but the elephant will always jump behind the camera and never show itself, but you will step in the shit on the camera for sure. Yeah. Let's take a break and step in some more elephant shit. Mm. Uh, it's Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. Mean and uh, uh, mean and bitter, bitter covered in glitter. glitter. Yes, it's Jackie. Jackie. Miss Beat if you're nasty. <laughs> She'll rip off your head and spit down your throat. Uh, she, uh, if she's feeling hateful, sit down and be grateful. The odds are ten to one. Gabe's gonna uh, be disappointed that you forgot some words there. Right, we're singing the Jackie Beat, uh, Jackie's the World's Biggest Bitch uh, theme song, which uh, check out Jackie Beat on Instagram. She's always putting out fresh, amazing content. Uh, but we're talking about the other Jackie. Jackie Cox. Jackie Cox. Uh, the Canada jokes did not land for the judges, yeah. they said. Um, and they treaded lightly about it because Muslim LGBTQ representation is incredibly important. And um, they have a vulnerable conversation with Jeff Goldblum about that. Do you want to be Jeff or do you want to be Jackie? I'll be Jeff. Okay. So, uh, Jackie, I couldn't help but notice that isn't it offensive that uh, isn't there, how do I say this, uh, isn't there people in countries that uh, are uh, in the Middle East that do not like uh, gay things? Am I being offensive by saying this? Twitter was saying, yes, you are <laughs> being offensive. But I, I thought... I didn't think it was offensive. I think... I think it was something that a lot of people were thinking, including me. And I don't think often. So for me to think that, like, it had to happen to other people, too. Yeah. And he was being inquisitive about it. I don't think he was... Be I, because... The same way it, he was asking Gigi where her balls go. You know, he's a straight man in a new world. He wants to know. He's like, wait, why are you wearing that, though? You know? 
I I, yeah. under, I understand his questions. And yeah. I want to know, did she have on hair under there? Oh, I bet she did. She I better bet had, she had a bus driver on. Gilda. I bet she had a full ass Gilda, a long hair. I hope it, I hope it was long lace that was uncut. <laughs> Big long uncut lace. The I think it had a statement. And Me too. It, Me too. It was a statement that she wanted to make on the show, and it's and important. It is important, and and I know that some people are saying that the hijab is a tool of oppressing women, but then there, are, I mean, there are also women who who really enjoy modesty and who find it empowering and find it like like to be something that they really love and they don't feel oppressed by it. They, they find it as a a point of empowerment. So I don't, uh, I don't, I wasn't offended by it. Me neither. And I also wasn't offended by Jeff Goldblum's, you know, sort of curiosity about it because it is sort of like a touchy, like all around subject. You have Jackie who is of, Persian descent, but is not practicing the religion that she's wearing the religious garment, but she's representing for people from this region in the world. And then it's like people in region, this region of the world are very oppressed when it comes to like gay stuff. So it's very like, there's like a hundred issues all just sort of like going around and, um, of course, there's going to be conversation about it. That was why she did it. And we could host a weekend summit about this and charge people yeah. $49 a day to get in, uh, only provide hot dogs, and we still wouldn't solve it. You know, There's going to be lots <laughs> yeah. of opinions. Exactly. There's also a nice uh, parallel in the show to Crystal talking about being close with her family, even though they voted for Trump, mm-hmm. and Jackie talking about how she still wants to support Muslim women and the hijab can be considered an oppressive garment. Yeah. So they draw nice parallels there in the story producing. It's all very touchy. uh, But I mean, the conversation happens and that's, you know, that's what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. The conversation Uh, continues with Gigi Uh, (laughs) and her, her outfit is this is perfect. And the judges are living for it. But um, her lack of political prowess in the challenge showed a little bit. They they intoned. And her lack of dick was very confusing. I liked her answer. I liked her answer, which was... Get your fucking mind off my genitals in the nicest way. That's what she said it felt like. Yeah, but it was also like, that's a, that's a conversation we can't have on, right now, like on TV. No, they and- need to pay for that. If they want to talk to you about dirty stuff, <laughs> if they're going to talk off your ear with dirty chat on the phone, start the clock. That's when yeah. the appointment starts. It was a good Thank answer, you. and I appreciate her for that. Um, Jada says her platform was confusion. <laughs> uh, she wanted to shine a light on wishy-washy politicians being dumb, and they love her outfit. This is one of those outfits where you're like, oh, I love it. How am I going to pee in it? Tea. I mean, sure. it's she's strapped in from the shoe that, with the stirrup that goes attached to the mm-hmm. fucking shoe and the fucking shoulder. It, it's exquisite. She better have a catheter and, under that wig or something. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that she was 
more just like in the moment and off the cuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it worked for her in the in the challenge, too. Um, I think the funniest thing that I've seen in a while is uh, RuPaul saying, shut it off. When Michelle tries to chime in about something, she and then it goes back and then she says, "Shut it off." Shut it off. It it was the same tone that RuPaul said to me, "You're going off script." Just like just basic so direct, good. not looking at anybody. Just her line. Her eyes are already on the teleprompter of what she has to say next, and she's ready. So she does not want to hear Michelle. She says, "Shut it off." <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Michelle's a good sport. It too. gave me life. Yeah. Uh, so the safe girls this week are deemed to be Sherry, Heidi, Crystal, and Gigi, with mm -hmm. Jada being the winner, which yes. is her second win for the season, correct? Yes. Rightfully so. She is drag excellence at its finest. The bottom two are Widow Von Du and Jackie Cox, and um, they lip sync to Firework by Katy Perry. Which I love. Um, Jackie Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Only when Milk does this song. Have you ever seen Milk do this song? Yes. Do Words. you ever feel like a plastic bag? Like a plastic bag? <laughs> like a plastic bag? Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? It's great. Uh, shout out to and Milk. She's covered in plastic bags, right? Her garment she, is always plastic bags. I don't she know is. what drag queen would dare wear plastic bags as a garment. That is insane. That's so I mean, upsetting. Girls will do anything to get attention. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I uh, does I it even have smell guard? <laughs> Scented garbage bags. <laughs> you don't have to wear perfume uh, <laughs> or deodorant. Uh, so Jackie is doing some more humorous stuff toward the beginning and then she takes it more like more serious and emotional toward the end. Um, Widow is being very heartfelt and standing and delivering intensity the whole time. I feel like she was at 10 the whole time, Widow. And it, the the song starts off a little like, remember how Britta's let it go? I felt like she was given too much too early. Like her mouth was open like like unhinged, yeah. like how a hippo un unhinges their jaw. Like I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Widow um, had a little bit too much fire for the firework at the start. You know, you got to okay. let that fire work, and then you get the fireworks. Yeah, and uh, Jackie had some stunts. She had some reveals. She had some development, and you know what? It was very close. But Widow Von Du is sent to the house. And she and Jeff Goldblum are brought to tears. Yeah, he's crying, weeping. Yeah, a weeping Goldblum. Um, the so Jackie Cox wins, and uh, Widow is uh, sent home. Yeah. Would you like to indulge us in a section we call one, one line, line from, from Untucked? Sure, I will um, take this entry from Crystal Method. Okay, hi everybody, it's me, Crystal. Um, I'm in the top, and I want to win. I love that and good vocal impression. Thanks. I would, I would like to intone Widow Von Du, who says, "I'm either dressed for an inauguration or dressed for an assassination." So we will see. Why not both? Poignant words. Any uh, wild conjecture for next week's makeover episode? Well, is Courtney Conker's going to be on it? 
that would be amazing because they're doing they're making over Drag Race super fans, which is so fun. Which is uh, I'm I'm thinking that they have some AFAB girls and some AFAB queens. Please, please, yes, from the looks of it, that would be that, wonderful. I wonder if they have any trans uh, fans because that rhymes too, and we know Rue loves rhyming. Right, yeah. I don't know. We can only wait and see. But I do know from personal experience Mm -hmm. that the makeover episode is often where we can see some upsets. Because, you know, uh, sometimes the girls who are turning it the whole season, this is their moment to be in the bottom. A la, you know, Raja on season three in the makeover challenge. Um... Alaska on All Stars 2 on the Makeover Challenge. So I think it might be we might see some of the girls who have who have been dominating, we might see them struggle. Hmm. That's my that's my conjecture. Okay. Um should that's... we commit airtime to the uh to the phenomenon known as secret, secret celebrity, celebrity drag race? I I I think we should because I also have another um title explanation. So for Secret Celebrity Drag Race, they're saying it that way because if you're a real fan of the show, you'll keep this a secret because <laughs> don't let it spoil RuPaul's Drag Race for you. Um, this is this is not a good show um, <laughs> thus far. And uh, people were disappointed online. I did a little watch along um, and th- they were not being friendly. Everybody has someone, some time on their hands to complain right now. And I don't think this was... I, I just don't think this was... Uh, a, conscious uh social decision for them to make of just throwing new people on the show who normally wouldn't be on the show when they still aren't letting people on the show who should be on the show on and like for, to have to have Nico be the the one spouting stuff for the transgender law center when we could actually just get a transgender person on the show or a couple of a, a baker's dozen i just think that that would be so much more um What's what's it called when you have your finger on the pulse and you're like doing stuff that's like appropriate and like what's the word yeah. I'm looking for? That. Like it just doesn't feel like it feels like ill-timed and daft and like like I'll think of the word. And okay, I'm gonna start with what I do like yeah. about secret celebrity dragons. I like that my friends are working. How about that? Even the ones that they didn't credit, like Chanel, Layla, and um who else did makeup? Chanel, Layla, and did Mayhem do Mayhem? Mayhem, yeah, yeah. Like I don't understand why they didn't get a credit. I thought there were some laughs, uh, and the commercials were good. There, <laughs> no, there were some laughs. I mean, watching three people who have never done drag or or aren't aren't really drag artists seeing them like have to try this out under a time crunch and like fail at it miserably. There was something very hilarious and affirming about that because it shows that like drag is an art that takes a long time to master and to become good at. It's also like a sisterhood and, and it's sort of like a rite of passage to pursue it and learn how to do things like make your body and and make your face and dress yourself and and to do all these things. That that's like part of what we go through as a sisterhood and showing that like it's not easy and that not just anybody can just throw this shit on and do it. That's satisfying and affirming to me. Do I think that we need an hour and a half long 
show to get mileage out of that? I don't. I think if we want to do a fun little romp and raise some money for charity, that's great. But to wedge it right in between the show that everybody came for the main course, which is Drag Race and Untucked, those of us who watch it, um, (laughs) to wedge it right in between is, I mean, it, it was a little tortured and I, and I feel like the fan base was feeling that they're probably, um, my, my, uh, explanation of that from a business standpoint for world of wonder, smart move because they kept their viewers tuned in for an extra 90 minutes. I'm sure the advertisers were happy with the numbers and things and it was Mm -hmm. smart for them, but do they continue to show that they don't give a fuck about what their audience actually thinks, including, our wishes that they're more inclusive in casting and that they get actual celebrities for celebrity drag race. That's what I want. Yeah. I, I, I want like a fucking, you know, a Melanie Griffith, just like <laughs> I want Melanie Griffith on it. I want like Les money. Yeah. Hell yeah. I want, um, I want, uh, who else do I want on it? Amazing. I want, uh, Henry Golding from crazy rich Asians. Cause he's fine. Um, and then I want uh, uh, Kenyon Lionsdale because he's fine too. The, okay. Well, it could be though. I mean, the, these sorts of things where you're you're drawing in celebrities from other places, they sort of have to they have to start somewhere. And so it, it's sort of like the Masked Singer, like over over three seasons, the the stars that they have been able to pull have been bigger and bigger because people have seen that the show is a hit. They've seen what it is and like, and so they're able to get bigger names. Well, honey. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, no, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. I also really thought Trixie and Bob and Monet were very funny. They were the saving I, grace of the show. Honestly, they brought like put the fucking, put the drag, put the, um, the Queen Supreme front and center because they are so funny. They um they did a great job. Yeah. And so wait. <laughs> I saw some stuff online that was and you mentioned them, but the the queens were put into drag by other girls. Other, other queens who weren't shown at all. Yeah, Layla was there, uh, Mayhem was there, and Chanel was there. And Chanel just keeps hmm. getting... I mean, I don't want to speak on ben- Chanel's behalf, but it seems to me that Chanel's been giving the raw end of the deal with World of Wonder years and years worth. But she, you know... But they a, hired her to come in and do makeup. A gig That's is a gig. For TV. Um, and also about these stars that they got, I do know for a fact, because I have friends that have told me that they turned it down because... World of Wonder would not guarantee that they wouldn't end up with the queen that they didn't like. They wouldn't let them know like, oh, you can't say no to this girl. And one of my friends in particular was like, no, I'm not letting them pair me with someone I don't like. I don't want to work with someone like that. Who knows, you know? And they, I, I would think that they would be a little more amenable to someone's request, especially since this is fake. And, <laughs> you know, it, if if you're going by the word celebrity... And there's contestants on Drag Race with more followers than you, and it's their season. That means I don't know if you're a celebrity when the unknowns actually yeah. competing for the prize have more followers than you. Not that yeah. I want to be one of those people that qualifies people by followers, but you know, I I think yeah. it was I think it was weak. It was a weak show. 
Well, uh... And I'll never be on it. (laughs) As far as... So, just to clear this up, were were Mayhem, Chanel, and Layla um, listed in the credits as, like, makeup consultants (laughs) or something like that? Mayhem posted, like, her government name in the credits as, like, a consulting producer. But... Great. The Chanel posts on Instagram made it seem like they were all filmed doing yeah. the makeup, and Chanel was like, we got cut out of the show. But, but that, you sort mm. of can't guarantee what's going to make the show. And here's another thing. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the, if they were going to try to submit this for whatever, I it's properly crediting people. They're not consulting producers. They're makeup artists and and mm. and vanity department on the show. They're And the reason they're considered that is because they don't want to like they're a union show from what I know from what I understand now and you can't have that many people you know they can't be paying for union dues for all these girls that they want to paint I just don't understand mm. how they work and maybe I never will but like I it, it's constantly befuddling and perplexing so at least we have something to talk about on this podcast well uh before we wrap up this section as far as like the meat of that show uh the uh i thought i thought it was gonna go to one of the other two girls as far as who won the prize i thought nico looked so breathtaking on the runway and whoever did her face deserves an, an emmy i mean i she was breathtaking and not everyone can carry off drag well, so it's a credit to Nico as well, but whoever put her ass together mm-hmm. deserves a mucho salute. I saw her salute. I saw her leaving the building with a ventilator. That's how breathtaking she was. <laughs> oh my God. That is dark, bitch. She said, I'm taking this. I'm gonna take all the breath. Um, but she I, was she was plucked, she didn't win though. Did you I mean Yes, because she should have been. First of all, I mean she's did, the only fucking Queer person. She's okay. the only queer person on the stage. Well, so, I mean, if she did her research, she'll know that RuPaul's Drag Race does not care about fucking over queer people and their stories. Oh my gosh. But also, but also, Jermaine as Kavina Hart was so strong and so funny and also looked astonishing on the runway. And he like, put Ru in his name, you know, Babykins LaRue. Yeah. So like I thought it was I thought it was for sure gonna go to uh Kavina Hart. I thought for sure. But you know, Jordan came in and at the end and, and snatched it. She put Rue in her name, she gonna win. Yeah. Uh and you know what? Thirty dollars went to uh cystic fibrosic thirty cystic <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Thirty dollars. Thirty. Lee Dawson of you. Mary Lee Dawson. Thirty dollars. Uh, they're really throwing the money around. Girl, stop telling them our rates. But <laughs> Jermaine and Nico also uh won ten thousand dollars for their charities. Uh, what a, what a wonderful what a wonderful stipend. I don't know. Sound off. Send us a letter. What you think about um, Secret Celebrity Drag Race? Should we um, continue to review it? Should does it deserve its own season on Race Chaser? My vote is no. Uh, <laughs> my vote is: Do we have to keep watching this for the next three weeks? Uh, we'll we, see. We we get to we get to watch it. Okay. 
If you they get keep to. making it free on VH1.com, then sure. But I don't want to buy it. <laughs> Great. I I will watch it for the for the Queen Supreme, and I'm excited to see uh, who else is on. I think Alyssa's going to pop up at some point, and she, Monique I, Hart, uh, Miss Vanjie. All I isn't Trinity on there at some point too. Yeah. I I mean I would watch these queens take a dump in the street. Like, Ooh, so this might any, be the first time we see Trinity's new nose too. <laughs> what privilege! Uh, every she, every three years. Girl, I think she leases her nose because she trades it in every year and gets the new one. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Thank you so much for joining us on Race Chaser this week. We promise to continue to provide you with award-winning content as long as awards keep happening in this state of the world. T. Yeah. I'm Willem. And I'm Alaska. And you can rate our podcast and comment about how fantastic it is and subscribe to make sure you know when each new episode is coming out Wednesdays and Fridays. You can follow the divas and the dolls at Willem at the only Alaska 5000. And Race Chaser Podcast is at Race Chaser Pod on Instagram. And if you use the hashtag Race Chaser when you post, uh, we won't ignore you. We will see you. And you can send us a DM or an email at Race Chaser Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, secret celebrities. Bye. Bye, secrets. Race Chaser. Race Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Forever. Race Chaser with Alaskan Willem is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is Race Chaser by Alaska Thunderfuck. Oh.